everybody. This is John with Ubaldi Reports, the one website or podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether domestically or internationally. It's put together by a couple of combat Marine veterans, myself, John Ubaldi, who served three combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, my good friend and fellow co-host, Joe Bitts, who served in combat in Iraq and incidentally was wounded in Iraq by stepping on an IED. So Joe's was great. We just want to provide fact, not fiction. And you decide what you want to do with the information that is presented. If you agree with us, that's fine. If you don't, that's also fine. We just want to have a thought and we can discuss some of the issues facing this country. So, what's new, Big Bad Joe Bits? It seems like there's going to be a bloodbath here in a week, John. What do you think? Yeah, we got, we're very close to the midterm. We're about six days away from November 8th, pivotal to midterm elections that will determine who controls the House and who controls the Senate. Awesome. We definitely make changes how President Biden governs for the next two years after this election. Now, is he going to be able to... Uh, I don't want to... We, didn't we call it a little bit early on the show last last election when we thought Donald Trump was going to run away with the votes and we didn't think this was going to be the outcome? Is it, could it be the same thing that we're going to see possibly somebody... Is it possible that there's some sleepers or is it just... Can you just tell by the way the, the country is that they're... I think I'm going to look the other way. Well, I think this election is based off kitchen table's issues. <clears throat> the key issues are inflation, the economy, crime, immigration, lesser degree. The Democrats thought abortion was going to be a big issue with the Dobbs decision that came down in June, which made abortion illegal at the federal level, but allowed each state to decide for themselves what level or what restrictions they would place on abortion. That galvanized their base for a little bit but then as we went into september and into october and especially when inflation became more persistent than it than they thought and interest rates started going up you see more changes at the grocery store and the cost of everything has gone up that's trumped everything else abortion is not even i think in the top 10. it's about maybe five to seven percent of concern to most voters so and i talked to a lot of voters a lot of individuals who are not political junkies their concern is inflation, the economy, gas prices, food prices. Now you're seeing utility prices are skyrocketing. So I think right now you're going to see probably the most likely the House is going to go uh, for the GOP. The Republicans will take the House just from historical anomalies. It's the Republican, the, the party that's out of power gains seats, and because there's such a few number of Democrats in the um, who have the power now, meaning the Democrats only have five seats majority. So just by reapportionment, the Democrat Republicans get the House. Historical trends, Republicans gain the House. And just by the sheer nature of the economic mess and that we're in right now, the Republicans have that. The Senate, I would have thought two months ago, 50-50 <coughs> could go either way. Now I'm leaning more toward the Republicans are going to take the Senate based off the economic conditions and the crime has now been a big issue in this country. So, and we have some TikTok watchers. So if they have, if they have any questions, I mean, go ahead, submit something in the chat. We'll talk about it. But you were talking about the key issue and then we just saw an address by our president and he did not bring up any of those issues that we were, that are kitchen or yeah, kitchen table issues to address that. I think that he would have had a better maybe approach had he 
address that versus calling anybody that denies elections or that tries to stop people from voting are more of the problem. Everybody, even myself, everybody should have the right to vote. I don't want anybody to be denied the vote. But when you push a broad spectrum that all Republicans are election deniers, that's a problem. And you didn't, you're right. You didn't address some of the core issues that Americans are facing. You make it sound like if you vote Republican, you're a threat to democracy. You want democracy to end. And that's not what Americans are feeling right now. They're nervous. You, I'm facing it. You go to the grocery store and the egg, I went to the grocery store yesterday. The egg section is empty. The dairy section. I always go by the baby formula aisle to see if that's filled up. There's still shortages of baby formula months after this crisis first broke. Gas prices are starting to go up. Utility prices, because it's getting colder. These issues are going up. Now we're facing a potential railroad strike on the 19th of November. This month, by the end of the month, we have a diesel fuel shortage. So you have all these things that are going to impact voters' pocketbook. Yeah. And the president didn't do anything to address those, nor is any Democrat doing anything to address these core issues. Yeah, and that's what's kind of people looking forward to in the future is that are there a lot of signs ahead of the election, especially with the GDP coming out? The GDP, the gross domestic product, came out last week, and it showed a 2.6% rise. But that was an anomaly, meaning this. Most of the rise came from our exports going abroad. And now that the dollar is starting to gain steam, People say that may be a good thing, but that means our exports are going to be more expensive abroad. So that means less people are going to buy more American exports and more imports are coming in. So that's not a really a good thing. And then you've got two unions, the railroad unions, said they're not going to accept the deal that was brokered by the president. So on the 19th, when they had the cooling off period ends, there could potentially be a railroad strike and then factor in diesel prices are going to be a shortage of there and most 80 percent of all tractor trailers run off diesel almost a lot of the commercial property run off diesel so if there's a shortage that's going to greatly impact the economy and that's what people are concerned about they don't see the administration or the democrats talking about that i've seen some democratic campaign commercials and they still focus on January 6th, I'm not Donald Trump, and or what is got the, I'm sorry, January 6th. They just focus on, the, or abortion, I'm sorry, abortion is their key issue. Abortion's a big issue for some, but if you can't feed your family, you're struggling to pay your bills, you're struggling to pay rent, you're struggling to pay utilities, everything costs more, abortion's not really your top issue. And I don't see the Democrats or President Biden addressing that, considering they control the Senate, the House, and the executive branch. So what can we expect after, say, next week? What is going to, what's going to happen? Well, my theory, thinking is, let's just say for the sake of argument, the Republicans do take the House and do take the Senate, or even if they take the House and not the Senate. I think the Democrats in the lame duck period they're going to try to jam through everything they could that they know they're never going to be able to get done by a Republican controlling either both the Senate and the House or just the House. So they're going to probably jam as much as they can through and getting President Biden to sign it. Whether it's popular or not, most of the stuff they passed so far has been unpopular. Now, 
people can point to all these things they passed, the Inflation Reduction Act, the CHIPS bill, the infrastructure, but none of those things they passed are reducing inflation and making prices go down. That's the problem the president's having. Yeah, you can pass wonderful things in your mind, but to the minds of voters, when they go to the grocery store, like your wife just went to the grocery store before we started this podcast, she commented on the lack of items on the shelves, the cost of everything. Everybody's watching their budget. And this is what gets people nervous as we're going into the holiday season. Thanks, This could be the most expensive Thanksgiving because a lot of the meat companies are saying turkeys are going to be much more expensive than they were a year ago or even two years ago. These are things that Americans are concerned about, and I really don't think the president has been addressing that, just like the address tonight. He's just focused on blaming Republicans as a threat to democracy. And that's just not, it's not a way to go, and it's not a way to bring people to your side. So we'll just have to see how everything goes. So we are going to go break for a second, and we will get back with you soon. Uh, something looks like we're having a little technical difficulties. Give us a break or a little bit of a point. As I was saying is that when the president spoke this evening, he didn't address some of the core issues that are facing most Americans, and that primarily was a mistake on his part. And then blaming Republicans, or if you vote Republican, you're voting against democracy, which is, I think, was another big mistake. When will they realize that the divide with the country kind of start, is starting with them? Like, why can't we come to some some kind of... Middle ground? Middle, yeah, middle ground, and just maybe even do a do-over or something like that. Because I would say if there was one negative thing about the previous president is that he did divide the party, in a sense, because as soon as he was elected... It was like the Democratic Party was just like, we're not dealing with that guy. Back off. Kind of thing like well, that. Well, no, I would agree with you on that re that respect. I think the problem is if you only – when you're in the political world, you deal with people who think and act like you. So you think everybody thinks and acts like you. Now, in the last president, I agree, he was very divisive. He His rhetoric was sometimes was over the top. A lot of things he said and did – made my kind of skin crawl. Like, why do you have to go there? Hmm. But on a policy thing, he put the United States first. We were energy independent. He created more jobs. I know people can fault me on my statement, but this isn't me saying this. The Congressional Budget Office said more revenue was created. And when they did the tax cut in 2017, it benefited the lower half. All ethnic groups benefited from that. Yeah. And Rhetoric aside, I go, tell me what he did, which was such a threat to democracy. Now, him denying the election results, I thought was a mistake. Even his attorney general said the same thing. I think he should have challenged them on when they started, when they had the pandemic, every governor and a lot of judges across the country were changing the rules almost daily, weekly, and monthly, all the way up until the time of the election. That's where he should have, should have put his lawsuit. Yeah. And then you had the, the tech companies putting their thumb on the election results, meaning they would squash stories like the Hunter Biden story that came out. We were told it was disinformation. The tech companies squashed anybody trying to even access that. Now we're finding out that laptop was true. Then you had 
a lot of the high tech companies like Google was owner spec was refusing or hampering the ability of Republicans to raise money off their platform, but they allowed Democrats to do the same. And then you had, what about the election deniers of Hillary Clinton? She said the 2018, 2016, 18 and 20 were all flawed, were all rigged. Now she's saying the 2024 is going to be rigged. She's the one that pushed the Russian narrative of Russian collusion when there was no evidence. Yeah. So you have to look at both Stacey Abrams, Kamala Harris, even James Clyburn, the Democratic congressman from South Carolina. He said the 2004 was rigged. He even said 2020 was rigged. How many politicians went to, I'm at 2020, 2016. How many Democrats boycotted the 2016 or 2016 inaugural parade because Trump won the election? Yeah. And we still see the media was saying it's still, they're still pushing that collusion narrative. Uh And it's been proven false. Now, with Elon Musk acquiring Twitter, how's that? does that change the game at all? Well, a lot of the liberals are, are flipping mad. A lot of Democrats are, and Hillary Clinton are pressuring Europe, the union, to sanction or do put fines on Twitter if he changes the rules about free speech. And the Democrats, Jonathan Turley, the constitutional scholar from George Washington, had stated what the Democrats are doing, they can't suppress free the First Amendment but they're working with the tech companies to do their bidding that they can't do. And we're seeing that there's a lawsuit right now by two state governors, even though they're Republican state governors, they got a federal judge to rule that provide depositions on two of the key, two of the 11 Biden officials. One is James Anthony Fauci and the other one is Jen Psaki, who was the press spokesman, because they were working with the tech companies to provide, to collude, to suppress elements of speech they didn't like. Yeah. And that's not the role of the, of social media. Either you're going to be a platform or you're going to be a publisher. You can't put the scale on on that. And that's what Elon Musk is coming in. We'll have to see how he does. But he's not. He said, we got to have free speech. Let ideas. Let Like this podcast. If you don't agree with what I said, you have ample opportunity to respond back. I'm not going to suppress your vote or I'm not going to suppress your, your ideas. We should want the free flow of ideas, but it seems like one side doesn't. They only want their voices to be heard. Is the pandemic going to be coming up at all? Like when it determines people's voting, how people will move when it comes to voting for a particular person, or is it just is that just like behind us now? No, the only way it's going to come up is what happened last week, and I know I've mentioned this. To the blue in the face is when the educational report card came out, the national educational report card, and it said math scores dropped to a 30 or 40 year low, reading scores dropped to a 30 year low. A lot of parents are going to revolt, especially that Gretchen Whitmer in Virginia, not Virginia, Michigan. She was the one of those that locked her state down. And these kids, a lot of these kids, especially low income or low achieving in the minority community, they lost a lot of learning because of the lockdown. Yeah. And then you've got kids like my brother's kids live in California, Gavin Newsom. He was sending his kids to in-person learning at a private school, but he locked 6 million California public school kids at home. And now you're seeing 80%, like in the Los Angeles Unified School District, 80% of minority children can't do math or English at a at grade level. And some of these kids 
are basically illiterate by the time they get to third grade because they're not learning. And I think a lot of parents are really upset that their kids were hampered. Yeah. That's where I can see the pandemic is still going to rue its ugly head. But it's also, it keeps on, it's going to affect us years from now too. Oh, yeah. And is this, will the midterm to be a precursor to 2024? It will be in a lot of different ways. I think if the Republicans win the, both the House and the Senate, maybe if just they win the House, I think there's going to be a civil war inside the Democratic Party because the progressives push their party so far to the extreme that most Americans, like I talked to a gentleman today who's African-American and he has kids. And when we talked about this woke policy about gender pronouns, gender this, and, and how do you classify yourself? And he was like, what the heck does that got to do with learning? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are sick of this. And I think even even Democrats are sick of the where the left, that far extreme wing, has pushed them. And Joe Biden has gone that direction. Are there any, maybe like any House seats that might be surprised? Because let's see, a, a representative or... A district representative needs to rerun for election every two years, right? Correct. So is there anybody else that might be, let's call them a sleeper. Is there anybody else that we might see shift and they're not even know about? <laughs> We're starting to see a shift now. There was a Wall Street Journal poll and there was other polls showed that suburban women broke for Joe Biden back, I think, in August of September. Now they broke 30 points in favor of the Republicans. You're seeing seats that Democrats normally would carry with ease. Now they're having to fight for like in whether she loses or wins the Republican candidate who's running against Patty Murray. Um, I think her name is Smiley. I think of her last name. And she, her husband was a lost his eyesight, was able to stay on active duty in the army. Yeah. And she had to take care of him, but she, went that way she's running against patty murray who's been in the senate for 30 years and she's close to breaking even with her and patty murray has been in there 30 years but there's only been nine bills that she has her name on it meaning that was her signature issue yeah so you look at new york you got kathy hochel is hanging on against lee zeldin but she's the one that replaced Cuomo, though, Cuomo, right? correct. But that's a solid blue state. But a lot of the key issues that Americans are concerned about is, which we stated earlier, Crime. inflation. Okay, you got inflation. Everything costs more. You go to the grocery store, everything costs more. If you can find the items you need, gas prices are much higher, 60% higher than they were in January 2021. You got utility costs going up dramatically, even though energy is kind of stabilized, but heating oil, propane, all the stuff that you need for winter is substantially going up. Diesel potentially is going to be a shortfall coming in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So you got all these problems and this is what this is why these states and then you got Kathy Hochul who made the same mistake that I'm not Glenn Yokin, um, Terry McAuliffe made in Virginia when he stated that Parents don't have a right to, to tell the teachers what to teach their children. Yeah. And they're like, what? And now you have Kathy Hochul saying, I don't know what you're so concerned about, about crime. And then there was one a mother who was killed in front of execution style by her, I think, boyfriend or ex-husband in front of her kids when he was released on bail. With no, Excuse me, he was released without bail, and he had a previous domestic violence assault before. Yeah. 
So they're starting to see all this, and they may not support Republicans on every issue, but crime and public safety, when you can't walk out at night, when you can't go somewhere, when you get attacked at the subway just randomly and the people get out, you go to the grocery stores, your groceries are costing more, your kids aren't being educated. People are like, I may not vote normally how I normally vote, but I can't keep voting for the same individuals and go down that same well. Well, I think there were we were all there once. You normally talk about being like straight down Republican lines when it comes to casting your vote. And I'm just looking, I'm more of a middle person where Correct. if I don't like the person or <clears throat> not necessarily not like them, but they're just coming off a little weird. Or even if their values don't really line up with mine, I might look at the other person, not because their values line up with mine. It's just it's not theirs. Correct. And I think it's guided me in a direction that I don't want this. So I guess I have to vote for the opposite, where I think maybe later in life that I learned is that I don't need to vote on that particular issue or that thing at that time. And almost, I think it's best just to leave it alone. Yeah, see, for me, I've changed. I was pretty hardcore when I was younger. Let's say when I was younger. <coughs> but as I got older, I have some questions with the Republicans. That, okay, let's say they do take charge. It's just like when they took power when Donald Trump won in 2016. I was all energized. Oh, yeah, they're going to have this plan. They're already ready to go. We just got to dust off. They didn't have anything. So they wasted time, and I'm hoping that when they do take power is that they get back to issues that Americans are facing. How are you going to – they've came up with basic plans, but now they've got to put it into detail. How are you going to reduce inflation? How are you going to reduce high energy costs, gas prices? What are you going to do to end a lot of these shortages? So, so get back to things that are – Americans are concerned about. With a shift in, okay, say if there's a shift in party in both House and Senate, let's just say if there is. Okay, we still got to go if, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, what can, the, does the president maybe have to come in, be like, okay, now I have to play ball because he can't stonewall <laughs> them for the next two years because they're going to be passing laws and going through the Senate well, and stuff like that. Okay, you got to be careful. It's like, Even though the Republicans, let's say, for the sake of argument, take the House and the Senate, they can't pass a law. The law only becomes official when the president signs it. Yeah. Now, President Biden can take the – there's two examples that he can use, or at least three. Reagan was able to work with Democrats when he had a split Congress. They had the Democrats had the House and the Senate was Republican. Even after he lost the Senate, he was still able to work with the Democrats. Now, Bill Clinton, when he lost the, both the House and the Senate, it was the first time the Republicans had both branches of the Congress since 1952. By, Clinton ruled uh, liberal in his first two years. Then he triangulated to the center and co-opted a lot of Republican ideas, like one of them was the Welfare Reform Act that dropped the welfare rolls. He didn't go as hard left as he did in his first two years. Now, Barack Obama, when he lost the House and then he lost the Senate in 2014, he took the polar opposite of you. I have a pen. I have a phone. I can do what I want. I'm going to issue all these executive orders. And Democrats widely cheered. All they did was abscond their 
their national duties to the president. So if President Biden, he could change and just say, okay, we run this way, didn't work. Let's work with the Republicans on certain issues that impact the American public. If he goes and decides to go hard left, he can do a lot of things like he has the power on the regulatory side. He can get his, uh, his agencies to over-regulate business, to do things that, that well. The only response the Republicans have, they can hold hearings on Senate nominations or hold the com- committee, the cabinet secretaries, to come in front of Capitol Hill and, and really hold them accountable. And then they have the power of the purse. They can defund a lot of their things they're trying to do. So what are we doing next week when it comes to the election? Are we going to like maybe watch it, go live stream, or are we just kind We'll of, probably do I think the best way for us... Just come in on Wednesday? Come in on Wednesday, and we can give our analysis to how the results went. We should have... I would think we should have the results of most of the elections. The only election I think we're probably not going to have a result of... Pennsylvania? Well, not Pennsylvania. It would be Georgia. Because Georgia, you have to get over 50% of the vote. If you don't get less than that, then you go to a runoff. Okay. So that's the one that's going to be the, probably the one that goes to a runoff. And that would be, I think, December 7th or something like that. Now, wh- who's the candidates that might hit a runoff? That would be Senator Warnock, who's going for his full term against Herschel Walker, the Republican challenger. Okay. All right, so John, so how can they go ahead and get a hold of us? You can get a hold of us by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on all the streaming sites where we have this podcast. You can go to TikTok, all the social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can check us out. Leave with some of the comments what you think and go from there. And ladies, let me know what you think about what you think the results are going to be. Yes, and you can catch myself and Ray when he is here on All American Gunslingers, where we talk about whiskey, guns, cigars, and just guy stuff. So if you want to check us out on that, you can check us out on allamericangunslingers at gmail.com. And we will talk to you guys soon. And keep following Ubali Reports. Let your friends and family know about Ubali Reports. Until next Wednesday, all I can say is make sure you vote. Doesn't matter. Vote your conscience. And take it from there. And we'll discuss this again on Wednesday. Keep following Ubali Reports. All right.